0: Hi, I'm Kim Power Stilson, filling for Matt Townsend today. We're talking about Mother's Day, everyone's favorite holiday. And we're asking the question, what do you expect out of this Sunday, Mother's Day? We're talking about it after the news right here on the Matt Townsend Show.
1: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Authorities have discovered a note from the suspected kidnapper of the three Cleveland women who were rescued after 10 years yesterday. He supposedly blames the abductions on the women for getting into his car. On Capitol Hill, the blame game is heating up over last year's September 11th attack on the U.S. Embassy in Benghazi, Libya. Republican lawmakers in the House Oversight Committee are trading blows with advocates for the Obama administration's handling of the attack. South Carolina will be sending former Governor Mark Sanford to the House of Representatives. Sanford won the seat after a tight battle with Elizabeth Colbert Bush, who is the sister of famous political satirist Stephen Colbert. Lawmakers in Colorado have passed a measure approving a plan to tax recreational marijuana sales. The move brings the state closer to implementing new policy legalizing pot use, which was passed last year. Prosecutors say they are going to charge a 17-year-old Utah soccer player with homicide after he supposedly punched a referee in the head. The referee later died in the hospital from the injury. In world news, 31 people have been arrested across Europe in relation to the $50 million diamond heist earlier this year. Authorities say the thieves drove onto the tarmac at Brussels International Airport and stole the diamonds all in less than five minutes. U.S. and Russian officials are now pushing for new peace talks between the Syrian rebels and the Assad regime. However, rebel leaders are skeptical and say they will not accept any resolution leaving Assad in power. And President Barack Obama and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu are also discussing how to bring peace to the region. A phone conversation today was the first contact the two leaders have had since Israeli warplanes bombed targets inside Syria. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Kim Power Stilson filling in for Matt Townsend, who had a birthday this week and is also celebrating his daughter's wedding. So he is off having fun. We're here in the studio with the, the Matt Townsend gang. Awesome. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. No dancing in a wedding for us. We're going to talk about Mother's Day today. And we have with us uh, Merritt and Madison and Bryce and Skylar and Rob. And, you know, just to kind of be crazy to start the show up, we are going to ask um, about, you know, do a guest question. We're going to ask what um, Sam is uh, giving his wife for Mother's Day. I think they're newly married and um, Andrea is his wife. Sam, so are you ready for Mother's Day?
1: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you know it's this week or is this the first time you have found out? I had suspicions it was coming up. Okay. <laughs> so far the only, I guess, children in our house are... You. Pets. <laughs> <laughs> I clean up after myself sometimes. <laughs>
0: Well, Mother's Day comes with a bit of a controversy because, you know, it's like newly married. We're all going to be mothers hopefully someday. And it's also controversy of that first that first marriage Mother's Day. Do you just remember your own mom or do you also remember your new wife?
1: Well, I feel like it's important to go ahead and show my appreciation for future deeds, <laughs> assuming that that <laughs> happens one day. I don't want to put any thoughts in anyone's head, but... <laughs>
0: Well, it's nice that. So, what will you do? What will you pick for Mother's Day? What's your gift of choice?
1: I'm a big fan of making breakfast because I can do that very successfully. (laughs)
0: Well, good. We'll have to hear how that goes. And In my experience, when I was a kid, my breakfast meant a lot of cleanup for mom and some burnt toast. Um, But actually, the breakfast, the brunch idea is the number one meal for Mother's Day. You know, Thanksgiving, you have turkey. Christmas, you have, you know, roast goose. And with Mother's Day, it's brunch or breakfast in bed.
2: You know, it makes sense, you know, to have the kids wake up, do something. Traditionally, you would let your mom sleep in and not have to worry about doing breakfast and then wake her up
0: with this beautiful breakfast. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Top breakfast foods. What do you think mom likes for her breakfast? What's, what's the big oh, top cold food? Old pizza. <laughs> okay, Rob. Your kidding. mom is probably not happy with you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> top breakfast foods uh, crepes, crepes, oh. pancakes, and quiche.
2: I can actually see that, you know, crepes, you know, it's a little bit fancier, you know, that puts, I don't know, it's different than the norm, you know, and you can have time to prepare that because it's a Sunday.
3: Do cinnamon rolls end up on that, like Ooh, that drenched right. yeah, I'm sure. you can
0: come be, in come icing? House. That sounds so good. Anything that's pre-made would probably be safe, for, safer for mom, <laughs> something she's going to clean up. And the advice from Parade Magazine says that please, whatever you do, include paper plates. Mm, yeah, less dishes. I can see that. So I think that's kind of fun. Now you know, um, speaking of gifts, can we go to gifts? Mother's Day gifts? Yeah, right. We're going to do course. a little history of Mother's Day, but let's do Mother's Day gifts.
4: Buy her a new set of dishes so she won't have to do the dishes, and <laughs> you can still serve it on a regular dish.
3: That's like buying your girlfriend workout clothes. No, like no. you meant well, <laughs> you meant well, but you just you messed up in the oh, worst that way.
2: Would be so terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I have the top list of like the hot gadgets for this year for Mother's Day. So there's, like, a photo printer because, you know, traditionally moms like photos, like taking pictures of their kids, you know, something that would be really easy for them to print off, but also high quality. Um, Fitness gear, because, you know, moms want to look good, and so there's... uh, Only if they ask for it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So it's not the faux pas, like Bryce mentioned before. There's this really cool thing called a cooling towel. Apparently you can, uh, like, put it in water, and it's um, what is it? It's like triggered by the oxygen in the air. So you wring it out and you snap it in the air and it rates the, or regulates the rate of evaporation. So it lasts for hours without feeling wet. And then there's stuff like a kitchen stand and wand for your tablets. Cause that's like the new recipe book and the classic tablet. And of course, you know, since it's mother's day, traditional role of the mother's cleaning of the home, a really cool vacuum, Rounds out that list. Again, again, no,
0: (laughs) unless you ask for it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and, you know, that's commercialism, and that's something we're going to talk about. uh, The history of Mother's Day started in um, 1906, and then in 1914, it was made official by um, a woman who who is named Anna Jarvis, and it started in Grafton, West Virginia. She was not a mom but her mother passed away so she worked with the state to make it a, a a holiday. Now if you look around the world Mother's Day isn't always in May but for Anna Jarvis she started it to be the second Sunday in May every year. In Panama it's in October and I think it's um, in Greece it's like in in August. So it's but every single country in this world has a Mother's Day. That's which I think really cool. Is really nice, yeah. yeah. So Anna Jarvis so this is interesting it was con- controversial she started Mother's Day and then the candy, the confectioners' number one gift for Mother's Day, candy. I gave it away, right? <laughs> they started organizing all this commercial advertising for Mother's Day. What to buy your your mom or your wife for Mother's Day? And it got so out of hand that Anna, who'd worked so hard to start this, actually ended up protesting. She broke into a confectioners' convention in nineteen twenty three. Sweet, right? <laughs> oh, <bunch>. and protested <laughs> that Mother's Day should be about honoring mothers and not making them feel guilty. For not getting presents if their kids don't love them enough, and I wonder how back. many
4: samples she grabbed while she was in there. Right. <laughs> how could you break into a confectioners' convention and not walk out with? You know, it's like going to Costco and not taking a sample.
0: Well, it's you know, it's a commercial gold mine. And okay, so I'm going to throw this little quiz out to you guys. What is the number one gift for Mother's Day? The one that they really want, I a guess.
4: New. Let's do commercial. Green door. <laughs> okay,
0: that's what your
2: mom wants.
4: Actually, she would.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's she so really nice. Would. That's actually kind of funny. I don't know. I would say, you know, the candy thing or, oh, goodness, maybe uh, like something for houseware.
0: So we would think that, right? But the number one gift is homemade and from the heart. Um, oh. We I looked at the 1940s mother's wish list in McCall's magazine, um, and I also looked at the one in Parade magazine for 2013. Number one gift is a hug. Cute. Or handmade gift. I like
4: the price on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or as well, something that they've made from their heart. And, um, and so let, do you want to compare the list from 1940s to now? Yeah, I'd love to see okay. that. I think it's really funny because there's one item that's similar that many years apart. So the number one gift items in um, 1940 was um, violets, flowers, uh, a bunch of violets. Do you ever say, I never even know if those exist anymore. Like, I wouldn't go to my first go. I'd like a bunch of violets.
2: I think that they do. I think that's kind of, you know, the classic, you know, 40s kind of sweet. Oh, getting your mother some violets that you picked in the field. Yeah, something like that.
0: A straw handbag that was over the rage in 1940. Wow, there you go. A hand blown glass shaker. Do you even know what that is? (laughs) Wait, wait.
3: It shakes glass or
0: it's shaker? Hand blown glass shaker. I think it was, um, you know, just to oh, to mix drinks yeah. or
2: something yeah. like that,
0: and then a brooch.
2: Hmm, I can see that. You know, jewelry
0: brooch, and then um, this last one is something that's also popular now: Seize candy.
2: Oh, isn't that funny? I can see that actually. You know, the Seize candy—they actually have really big promotional items for Mother's Day.
4: Uh, we got to stop you there, Skylar, Bryce, and I don't know what a brooch. A brooch, brooch. I know <laughs> what a brooch is. <laughs> I know what it is.
0: <laughs> so I guess you're not getting your one, your mom on for Mother's <laughs> Day. Brooch is a bejeweled piece of pinnable I'm jewelry. i a
4: ladybug bug with flowers.
0: No. Really popular it's... actually in the 20s were those bugs, the jeweled bugs. By the way. Oh yeah, so a brooch is like a
2: jewel pin that you could have. Like for it's kind of more popular with an older generation. Like it's like a bedazzled pin that they could pin on their clothing. In or, the forties, they yeah. were young
0: then,
4: but
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Or you know, like on the scarf, they would have a brooch, that sort of
0: brooches.
4: So mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> your mom would I, like it. So mm-hmm. I imagine that doesn't make the 2013 list now. No. no,
0: 2013 list is number one is breakfast in bed or brunch, which we just talked about. Um, crepes, pancakes, keys were the is the t- uh, food choice. Flowers, number two. I mean, FTD florist, right? Uh, spa treatment. Ooh. wasn't on the list in the 40s. I'm sure there weren't a lot of spas back then. Probably not. And then C's Candy. So makes number five in the 1940s and in 2013. And C's Candy's been around since 2012. was started by a mom and her daughter. And they've made candies that you can find at airports and all over the world. 2012? Since oh, did I say that?
3: 1912. Okay. That
0: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. Thanks, Skylar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the shortest. Yeah, they, they actually sold their company in 1973, but it's one of the favorite gifting uh candy shops in the world
2: that's really cool that's a really cool story thanks for thanks for
0: sharing that That that's really cool (laughs) so what are we going to get our moms this year
2: i don't know rob how about you start that so you asked your mom about that right oh boy
4: um she doesn't expect all of her kids to come home but if they did and acknowledged she was wonderful she doesn't expect it but that would would be nice
0: oh and where's your mom
4: uh west side of salt lake not not far
0: i think you can make it there
4: but uh actually what i thought was interesting is my brothers have girlfriends now and my mom says honestly if you go and keep the potential future in-laws happy and go spend time with them she's fine with that cuz she'll see them another day but i i guess there are some moms that just it was mothers day and nobody came yeah
2: well, at least I, a phone call. That's what I would say. At least a phone call or a text acknowledging. What would you think? I mean, you're the mother. Well,
0: I mean, I, I have three children, and I'm from the oldest of six. And my mom just hated Mother's Day because she if they didn't call, that was horrible. So her wish for all of us was that we would call every other day of the year. Oh. Isn't that interesting? That is cute. That's an
2: interesting way So some moms at home
0: and don't get that call So or the, those posies, a posy of violets or the brunch. So...
4: Or the moral of the story is call her on Mother's Day. And then that <laughs> At <way> least. <laughs> saves you a few more calls throughout the year.
0: So I think Bryce was going to tell us what his mom wants.
3: Uh, my mom got really dramatic because <laughs> um, I, I, we in our meeting, we were like, hey, so just, you know, we all have moms. So get hold of her and see what she wants. My mom got really dramatic. But on her not dramatic side. Um, she said, "It'd just be great to like see your face and talk to you." And so I'm like, Skype got both two gifts and one
0: <laughs> Google Hangout. Mom, it's like,
3: exactly, exactly, all in there. I get both of them, and yeah, two gifts. Oh, that's so cute. it means I don't have to do anything for next Mother's Day, right? What was that's the, Mother's no, Day math every year? Every year,
0: thanks okay. to Anna okay. Jarvis, every single year. Oh,
2: that's kind of cute. She just wants to
0: see her baby boy Bryce. Yep, I'm far
4: away. <laughs> and Anna Jarvis would approve because it doesn't cost anything.
0: There you go. She suggested moms do volunteer service on that day, which I don't think. I want an app. <laughs> <sighs>
2: there you
5: go. What about you, Matt? My mom, I was talking to her, and all she wants is to not do the dishes for a day, which I'm not going to be seeing her, so I can't really help that out with, but I'm going to text my younger brother and make sure he gets on that. But her big thing was that she she said she needs to manage her expectations. She says she'd rather have a pretty mediocre Mother's Day but make sure that her kids were nice to her the rest of the year, that... It wasn't just a one-day thing. It was a year-round thing
0: that we loved her and treated her well. Aww. Yeah. A little appreciation, 364 days.
2: That's cute. And then I guess from my mother, and the last one on the Skylar asked, or how about this? You were in the post-show meeting, but what do you think your mom would want?
1: Um, I think she would want a lot of the typical things that have been said. I think the thing that my mom really likes is heartfelt cards mm-hmm. where like, we actually say what we feel about her. Instead of just a typical, love you, mom, happy Mother's Day, like where we actually take a little bit of time and like thank her for things that she actually does. So that's what I'll do.
2: Yeah. I actually have a funny story with that. I wanted to make Mother's Day really special for my mom. And so, you know, being 11 years old and with the Internet, I was like, you know, I bet I can find something really nice. Because I was like, I bet someone else can say it better than I can. So I found all these really cute poems. And I was like, this one, this one says how I feel. And so I was going to write it down. But my mom kind of saw and she said, honey, that's not very sincere when you put down <laughs> someone else's words. And I was crushed as a little 11 year old going, I just wanted to make it special. Mom. But I mean, there you go. Now, if I guess if I pulled out that poem, she wouldn't, she wouldn't know. She probably wouldn't remember. So maybe that's what I'll do. No. But um, when I talked to her, it was actually kind of funny. She said that she wouldn't want a breakfast, but a dinner. Really? Yeah, because she we <laughs> like to have like big Sunday dinners. Well, big, not huge, but nice Sunday dinners. And um, but usually, you no, know, she does like some of the cooking, and then my other siblings help out. But on Mother's Day, my dad takes the lead. Like he takes time aside, and we call. He makes what he we said is his famous mashed potatoes, and mm-hmm. we. Had them one time, we we're like, why do these taste so good? You know, we're like, it's really, like, rich and fluffy. And he's like, oh, because I put, like, a pint of cream in there.
0: <laughs> Which your mom wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: So we're like, well, these might give us a heart attack, but there you go. So that's what
0: my mom would like. Well, you know, that's so funny that you'd say that. Because dinner, they they anticipate the $18, um, 18 million, $18.6 million will be spent on takeout uh, dinners for Mother's Day. Oh, funny. When I was...
3: When I was working at a restaurant, Mother's Day – I mean there's, there's the typical days that you think it'd be huge. Apparently Mother's Day is like the freak out day of the year like because it's on a Sunday and everyone comes on Mother's Day. To eat. It's really a bad day to work in food service. Yeah,
0: because you haven't cooked – if you—if your kids or the husband haven't cooked all the rest of the year, what's going to make them a genius chef on right. Mother's Day? Yep. So we call Marie Callender's or wherever, you know, the <laughs> local restaurant and have it catered. Chinese. So Chinese would be great. I would love that. But it's Sunday, so I'm yeah. stuck with my kids putting cereal in a bowl for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner, which is what happened last year. Oh,
2: man. Uh-huh. That's funny. But it's gourmet cereal, right? They they put some extra. That word like, means nothing. <laughs> that
3: word it's
6: that's gourmet. A yeah, word. That word is dead.
0: Well I thought what's the number one thing that's purchased, do you think, for Mother's Day? I thought this was kind of funny.
3: Um so not cards, not flowers. It is
0: actually oh. cards are the number oh. one thing. I thought that was interesting. So, because like your idea is not a bad one, at eleven years old, right? Yeah. Finding what someone else said was <laughs> is perfect. I was talking
5: to some guys in my apartment complex last night, and they were telling us that they all went to go buy cards for their moms for Mother's Day. They were sitting there looking at cards. I'm like, man, we just none of this is actually what we've said. The cards are expensive, so they went and they collectively, all the four guys in the apartment, wrote their moms a song. And that's what they are giving to their moms for Mother's Day is the song that they've written. I'm supposed to preview it. I can tell you how that goes. But <laughs> they wrote a song for their mom instead of cards. We get to hear that on the show? <laughs> that would be interesting.
3: We, we will see. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think cards, candy flowers, but I, like I said, I'd I, I love a nap. So, if the kids could make themselves dinner and even just ignore me, leave me the box of chocolates, I'd be okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about Mother's Day. And up next, we have um, a great guest that's going to talk about how to care for our moms on Mother's Day. Uh, we've got her coming up next. And again, I'm Kim Power Stilson, hosting for Matt while well, he's out of town on birthday wedding business. We'll be right back with more.
7: We'll give you the dirt on a breakthrough nanoscale coating that could save some of your trips to the dry cleaners.
8: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future.
7: An innovation in coatings from the University of Michigan may cause dry cleaners to take early retirement. Any liquid you can think of, blood, sweat, acid, will just roll right off of a fabric coated with this stuff. And the potential applications go beyond just stain-resistant clothes. The Michigan team, working with support from the Air Force Research Laboratory, created a mix of a type of plastic rubber and nanoscale mineral cubes, which are deposited using a technique called electrospinning. The material creates tiny air pockets smaller than the smallest drop of liquid, so the liquid floats on air and only touches 1% of the actual material. Electrostatic forces at this scale are too strong for a stain drop to overcome, so it just rolls off. If you're not impressed, here's a few potential products this coating can make. Smudge-proof glass for device screens. Super-slick boat hulls that go fast and never have barnacles to scrape off, ever. Cars and windows you never need to wash. Antimicrobial surfaces no germ can stick to. Stainless toilets that work on only one cup of water per flush. And cookware that can't stick. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino.
8: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Isn't it
1: time for a little good on your Twitter feed? Follow us at BYU Radio to stay connected with BYU Radio hosts, to keep updated about your favorite shows, and to stay current on Cougar sports. Just follow BYU Radio on Twitter and keep talking about good. And thanks for listening to us here at BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143.
0: And welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Kim Power Stilson. I'm hosting for him while he's off on birthday and wedding. Uh, business with his family. So today we're talking about Mother's Day on the Matt Townsend Show, and we've been talking about how to treat our moms and gifts we're giving them, and we have Elizabeth Gutierrez, and she has uh, graduated Rutgers University as well, ongoing studies with the Harvard Medical School, and she has spent 25 years helping... Uh, mind-body medicine, counseling, and integrative therapies, including physical health, emotional well-being, happiness of women, and the men they love. So we've asked her to come on and join us today to talk about how we can make Mother's Day special. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you, Kim. So
6: tell us, are you a mother yourself? I am. I am the mother of two daughters. Uh, They're both in college now, so I have lots of mothering experience.
0: And you survived the teenage years
6: absolutely what a what a challenge <laughs> I agree how about do you have children
0: I do and I have a nineteen year old girl and almost seventeen and and yes there therein lies the challenge of being a good mother
6: you're in the heart of it, yes
0: <laughs> so I hope to survive now Tell us how you suggest for you know. Reality-based, right? For moms that have teenagers, and Mother's Day could be disappointing to mothers that their kids are often grown, and then perhaps are hoping that this day would be really special. How can we treat them, and what can we do for them?
6: Well, I think if we're dealing with people who want to make their mom feel special, and this is um, these are great ideas for people that are even young people. If you want to communicate with your mom and really let her know what she means to you, there are ways to do it that go beyond the actual words or the or buying her a gift and there are ways that you can just uh, communicate with her at a nonverbal level that will tell her brain how much she really means to you
0: oh please share Mm.
6: Well, one way is when you're talking to your mom really uh, create eye contact Women love eye contact. We have developed this skill uh, over the years as mothers and as we've um, evolved to really feel connected to people when we look into their eyes. So if you're talking to your mom and you're maybe saying something, you know, appreciative for Mother's Day, if you look in her eyes and really connect with your gaze in a gentle way, she will feel a change in her body chemistry which will give her the, um, a rush of a bonding chemical called oxytocin, which is the same chemical that women experience when they are nursing their babies. Um, it's a, a very powerful chemical that will lead her to feel very connected to you. It really probably doesn't matter as much what you're saying as the way that you say it if you can give her that gentle gaze as you say it.
0: I love that. I'm going to try that with my kids. Does It, work? it doesn't just have to be moms. It could be anyone.
6: It, it doesn't have to be moms. It can be anyone, but it really works on women. We ha- we're wired differently than men. That may not come as a big surprise to everybody. <laughs> and and uh, despite our similarities, we do have some differences. And one of them is this production of oxytocin is much more powerful in women generally. And so, so you can use this on your daughters. You can use this, you know, in a romantic relationship, you know, talking to the, the woman you care about. Mm-hmm.
0: So looking helpful. them right in the eye is one thing. What other things would you suggest?
6: I think that one of the, um, one of the ways that we overlook our moms um, is through physical touch. So this would be another way that I would recommend. If, if you have that type of relationship where hugging is appropriate, you know, and, and where your mom would feel comfortable with that, don't you think that a, a big heartfelt hug really communicates Uh, so much information to us about the care that that person has for us. Um, So hugging and that physical touch is a very powerful way to communicate your caring and your love for your mom.
0: Now, Elizabeth Gutierrez, you Mm -hmm. obviously are very well educated and have had a lot of experience, um, you know, helping coach women and Mm -hmm. advising women and, like you said, and the men they love. What about... um, what other things could we do maybe as husbands for mothers, um, for the mother of our children?
6: Well, as a husband, it gets even more interesting, I think, because then we have the whole romantic side of things and um, uh, getting back to hugging. One of the beauty parts of hugging when a, when in a romantic relationship a man is hugging a woman is that there is a lot of chemical information that's exchanged. Uh, a lot of people have heard about these things called ceremonies, which are basically, their smells. They're the smell that we transmit to each other, but it's on a other than a conscious level. It's beneath our conscious awareness. We can't deliberately, you know, notice these things. So when a husband wants to make his wife feel loved, if he can give her a hug and just, like, tuck her in, you know, near his shoulder, she not only gets the benefit of the hug itself, but she gets the benefit of, the, of smelling all of those good chemicals that make her feel not only um attracted to him but also safe and secure and cared for. And feeling cared for is a big issue for women because even though we may be independent and we may be out earning our own livings or and you know out in the world, we still love the feeling of knowing that someone is caring for us, that we are safe and secure. And that emotional security is really easy to transmit in that way with a a nice big hug and just getting that chemical lift from smelling your man. (laughs) As strange as that sounds.
0: I love it. And, Elizabeth, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for helping us with the things to do to make mom special. And, by the way, hug, as we said before, is the number one thing. So, Elizabeth Gutierrez is right. All right, on the Matt Townsend Show, we're going to go on to our next segment. Um, We'll be right back with more on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Here at BYU Radio, we want to create shows that connect with you. So if you're listening to one of our talk shows and hear something that resonates, call us. We want to hear your questions, opinions, and stories. Our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. That's 855-242-8298. We would love to hear from you. Again, our toll-free number is 855-CHAT-BYU. Call in and share.
1: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. After over a decade of captivity and abuse, the now 27-year-old Amanda Berry is back home with her family. New evidence from the house she and two other women were held in shows all three were likely tied up during that time. On Capitol Hill, the blame game is heating up over last year's September 11th attack on the U.S. Embassy in Benghazi, Libya. Republican lawmakers in the House Oversight Committee are trading blows with advocates for the Obama administration's handling of the attack. South Carolina will be sending former Governor Mark Sanford to the House of Representatives. Sanford won the seat after a tight battle with Elizabeth Colbert Bush, who is the sister of famous political satirist Stephen Colbert. 17 Air Force officers have been suspended after receiving a D-grade for nuclear launch operations systems test. The unprecedented failure and minimum 60-day suspension is the most expansive in Air Force history. After a long and highly public case, an Arizona jury has found Jodi Arias guilty of first-degree murder. Arias claims she was defending herself when she shot and killed her boyfriend in the shower. In world news, 31 people have been arrested across Europe in relation to the $50 million diamond heist earlier this year. Authorities say the thieves drove onto the tarmac at Brussels International Airport and stole the diamonds all in less than five minutes. U.S. and Russian officials are now pushing for new peace talks between the Syrian rebels and the Assad regime. However, rebel leaders are skeptical and say they will not accept any resolution leaving Assad in power. President Barack Obama and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu are also discussing how to bring peace to the region. A phone conversation today was the first contact the two leaders have had since Israeli warplanes bombed targets inside Syria. That's the news to half past the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
0: And welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Kim Power Stilson filling in for Matt while he is out of town for his daughter's wedding. So big week for him. All right, today we're talking about Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is one of the most exciting, one of the most feared holidays um, around because of, you know, what the expectations mom has. And um, a lot of that can be helped by what the dad thinks. Um, My mother would always say that... um, how the father treats the mother is one of the most important things to uh, share with your children. And we have with us the authors of Mom Rules, and we have Sony and Trion Mueller, and they've joined us here in the studio to talk about Mother's Day. Thank you.
9: You're welcome. You. It's good to be here.
0: So I had the pleasure of looking at your site, and by the way, if you want a copy of one of these books for yourself or for your own mom for Mother's Day, you can call one eight five five CHAT BYU. That's one eight five five two four two eight two nine eight, calling for your copy. So let's tell us your story. You you're obviously married and you have children. Should we start there? And you have a book of rules, which I love.
9: Great. So yes, yeah, Sony and I uh, have been married fourteen years. We are uh, we have five kids, and. Uh, <laughs> A year ago, actually, Kim, I, I wrote a book called Dad Rules, and it's made up of 81 rules on what dad should know, say, and do.
0: It's called let's, – let's tell people what it's called. It's called Dad Rules, A Simple Manual for a Complex Job. I loved
9: it when Thank I saw you. it. And it's just a fun little you know, instructional manual, a go-to guide. But what happened was women were the buyers. Moms were the buyers because dads you – know, we, we don't need to be told <laughs> what to do. And so they would pick up the book, and they would page through it, and they would say, you know, this is great. I could I could use this, but this is you know, from a dad's perspective. And, and that's why Sony and I, she, she was the inspiration, and, and, and that's how we came together and wrote the book from a mother's perspective.
0: Now, I love the mom rules. It's mom rules, question mark, because even superheroes need help sometimes. I thought that was excellent. So, mm-hmm. all right, 14 years, you've been married, five children. How did you meet?
10: We met down at Southern Utah University. And that's in Utah, of course. Uh-huh, in Cedar City, beautiful little town. And yeah, he was a senior; he was a student body president, and I was a little freshman, and <laughs> caught my heart.
0: <laughs> student body president what, at that
10: same
9: school, exactly at Southern Utah University. Okay.
10: And did you think he was a good good father material? I did. That was <laughs> one of the reasons I met, or I married him. One of you know, one of the reasons I decided to marry him because I knew he was going to be a great dad. And how has that worked out?
0: Great. Well, Life's a little crazy. Okay. I'm going to ask
10: the tough questions. What is, for Mother's
0: Day, your first, um, th- your first year of being married, what did he give you? Oh, my heck. <laughs> um, I couldn't remember.
9: It was something wonderful.
0: Okay. So my husband gave me a baby swing. Oh, ah. I wasn't too excited about that. I wanted jewelry or uh-huh. flowers, but I didn't want a baby swing. <laughs> I didn't want any cleaning appliances. I mm-hmm. just want something to celebrate, you know, being mom.
9: I think I gave you jewelry.
0: Oh, good. Good answer. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so Mother's Day, you're here to talk a little bit about mom rules. Tell us about your book and and how your family works.
9: So first of all, we want to make this very clear. We don't say we are experts. We are parents in motion, always Mm -hmm. trying to improve and be better. Um, And that's a big difference. what, What we've done is we've put together these 82 rules. Um, to help moms what they should know, say, and do in those critical moments when they really don't have anyone else to turn to. And um, the, the purpose of, of the book is to really help moms in, the, in those tough moments. And the book, if you look at it, Kim, it's, if you open anywhere, there's about a rule per page. And so it's, it's short and <laughs> sweet. You can open up anywhere and, um, and just get a giggle or get this, a story. It's made up of about, um, we spoke to, Boy, dozens of women, but about three dozen stories got into the book from these from these different moms.
0: So you interviewed women about what they needed help with as moms and what their solutions were. Exactly. Okay, I love this. Rule number one, show up for the job every day. <laughs> That's a given, but
9: it, it is a it's given. a
0: good reminder. Yeah. Right. There's no sick leave for mums. We don't get to go no. off and have sick leave. But yeah, I actually talked to um, a doctor who said that he took a look at the costs of being a mother, you know, taking off work. He's a doctor, taking off work and the hours spent in being a mother, and he said that it was about a $380,000 a year job. Wow. So would you agree? So. Oh,
10: that doesn't surprise me. I'd More say with five that's the kids. low end. That's
0: per, that's per kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so these rules, how did you come up with them? I mean, I love this. There's uh, rule number 16, um, for safety and sanity reasons, hide all scissors um, Hide all scissors and sharp objects.
10: Well, a lot of them have come from experience, lessons learned, like that one, obviously. We've oh, had...
9: Tell the story. <laughs> what happened?
10: Is that the one? You, you know,
9: fell th- asleep, huh?
10: Oh, right. Okay, so... It was a Sunday afternoon and I'm really tired. I laid down on the couch and when I woke up, I went and looked in the mirror. You know, just I kind of did my thing and then I went into my room, looked in the mirror, and I had bangs, these short, tiny little bangs right here. I mean, it's just like one section, but I was like, what in the heck happened to my hair? So then I went back to the couch and there, sure enough, there was a little chunk of hair and little baby scissors sitting next to him. So, so one of my kids, when I was sleeping, just came. Oh, I'm going to cut mom's hair. So don't fall asleep on the job, right?
9: <laughs> Another mom um, told us experience. She she got in this new blouse from Paris, not Idaho, Paris, but, but actual, like silk or something really nice, very nice blouse. And and uh, this little boy came up, and uh, we happen to know this little boy He's a cute kid. He went up and and he cut with a pair of scissors oh. the back of the blouse. That's not something you can take back to the store. It's in right. Paris, so. That's where that rule came So from. thank
0: you for that. Exactly. So keep those um, sharp objects and scissors away from the children. Yes. And so, again, we're talking to the authors of Mom Rules, and this is Sony and Trion Mueller. And married 14 years, five kids, so you would probably know what you're talking about. Sounds like it. If you've had your hair chunked out um, while you're sleeping.
9: We're in the middle of it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're those, in motion. Exactly. There's those that have graduated. Uh, but even those grandmothers, and this book is for them, there's a lot of rules in the book for even grandmothers and especially new mothers. But um, there's a lot that we can – a lot of rules that apply to them as well.
0: So I see in this book that you actually kind of – you rotate. Some are very serious yes. and um, powerful and some are, are kind of funny as well. How did you decide which ones to put in?
9: We we just went with the flow, what, what felt good and what felt right. Some rules, um, for example – there's Rule 77, I believe, which is never give up on your children. Uh, and this is um, a f- good friend of ours. Um, two of their sons were uh, um, put in prison for, uh, for murder. And um, it was a serious thing, obviously. Uh, but since then, uh, one of them has been acquitted, and uh, he's not no longer in prison. But they never gave up. They were there to support. They didn't obviously agree with what had happened. And um, – this boy obviously had nothing to do with it, but he was there, and, and it was just... So there's some things that you can't be jovial about. You can't be humorous about.
0: So obviously that one would be never give up on them. Okay, I hear something that I thought was funny. Rule 18, keep your husband out of the wedding pa- plans altogether. <laughs> so.
10: Well, we don't have any of our kids. Our, our daughter's not that old yet. But he can tell just from um, decorating the house or... Deciding on things out in the yard that, if he wants to be happy, just we just want to be able to you know decide on the decorations, decide on our little style. So
9: there's some things that us dads should just stay out of, <laughs> and that is one of them. A Father of the Bride is probably one of the greatest movies ever, and that's a great representation of why dads should stay out of it. Um, in Dad Rules, Dad Rule 18, actually the same number is. Stay out of married uh, wedding plans completely. It's the same, but it's from a false perspective. Are you allowed to pay for it, though? Oh, yes, no. If you read that, <laughs> yeah. you'll see there's certain okay, things good. that we must do or, or can participate in. One of them is paying for the, the bills. Right.
0: Now, I have to tell the listeners this. While you were talking, uh, Sony put her arm on, or her hand on your arm. And I think that's kind of universal when a woman wants her husband not to, you know, jump in or something, To put their hand on their arm and say, okay, I'll, I'll take this one, honey. <laughs> Let me answer. So obviously, wedding plans are for the mom.
10: Right. Well, and I was the youngest of six, so by the time my I was the last to get married. By the time my wedding came along, I think my dad had learned because I don't think I, he just wrote the checks, didn't say a word. And he was he just, just showed up with a smile <laughs> on his face <laughs>
0: and <laughs> cried when he gave his daughter away yes. uh, with relief. Probably there yeah. were six. There were six. Okay. Um, I <laughs> love this one. I, th- I think it was interesting um, because. I'm a big believer in this and it's rule sixty three, raise service centered kids. What's that about?
10: Well, I was Trion actually asked me a few days ago, what do you want for Mother's Day? And I started thinking if I could have anything in the whole world that I wanted, it would be to have my kids not fight at all for like a week straight. Because they're (laughs) really close in age and so they really just honestly they just bicker and fight and annoy each other and push each other's buttons. And so I'm always just trying to think of ways that I can help them to serve each other, that maybe they'll like each other, or ways to help them serve other people to get them to work together and help them feel good about themselves together, helping other people.
9: And let me let's be true, let's be um real about this. A lot of kids nowadays um feel entitled. Um and there's a great book by friends of ours, the Ayers, that wrote The Entitlement Trap, a great book. And it talks about this, but kids that feel entitled in in our society today. Kids feel they deserve certain things, that they need to be given certain things. And we often tell our kids, hold on, we we don't have to buy you this. We we are choosing to buy you shoes because you don't really need them but maybe you do. So the entitlement thing is a concern for us. We want to make sure our kids are very much aware and grateful. But the way to do that is to make them service-focused.
0: I love that my daughter um, had a prom date a couple weekends ago, and before she could go on the prom, I, she had to do her chores. That's our rule; we have to do service. So we had her do the yard. So day before the prom, she's throwing pine cones in the, you know, weeding all those uh, the gardens. And her date drives by and sees her covered with pine needles, and then the next day he comes over to pick her. Was like, "Wow, you've improved! <laughs> what a transformation!" But that's uh, important in our family too. The kids earn what they get. They don't just get it handed to them. So I love that. All right. Well, we are going to invite you listeners to get a copy of this book that uh, Sony and Trion Muller have put together. It's called Mom Rules. If you want to call us at 1-855-CHAT-BYU or 1-855-242-8298, we'll give you a copy of this book, The First Callers, and also we'll tell you where Trian is from, where his accent is. Um, keep listening. We'll be right back with more of The Matt Townsend Show.
7: A probe hunting for planets outside our solar system keeps bringing in a bountiful harvest. Kepler, by the numbers, next.
8: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future.
7: When the Kepler mission launched in 2009, finding exoplanets was still pretty new. Astronomers could infer that large planets as big as Jupiter existed around other stars by watching the star long enough to see if it blinked. Like moths passing in front of a porch light light years away, large exoplanets orbiting an alien star make the star seem to blink at regular intervals. Kepler took this search into deep space, away from Earth's atmosphere and stray light. By getting into a three-year staring contest with the constellation Draco, Kepler was able to count a lot more potential planets using extended observations over time. In fact, 2,730 new exoplanets since the last catalogue, nearly 1,200 of them in near-Earth size, and lots of them in habitable zones of their compact M-Dwarf solar systems. These pocket-sized solar systems have a smaller, weaker star and contain all their planets within the same distance as that between just Earth and our Sun, one astronomical unit. Astronomers are now confident there's at least one planet for each of the 100 billion stars in our Milky Way galaxy. Meanwhile, Kepler keeps searching for more. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino.
8: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV.
0: What do you want to know? Kim Power Stilson has a whole list of things she wants to learn about. On her show Talkworthy, she invites you to join her as she interviews expert guests, learning new things
2: along the way. It doesn't matter if the subject is a serious thought provoker or just plain
0: fun. If it's Talkworthy, Kim will cover it. Talkworthy airs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143-BYU Radio. And welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Kim Power Stilson, filling in for Matt while he's out of town for a wedding and a birthday. We hope he has a wonderful, wonderful time. Now, today we're talking about Mother's Day. That holiday is coming up, and it's a holiday that people dread and love. Some mothers want brunch and breakfast uh, in bed. Some moms just want to be left alone for a day. And some moms just hope they get a call from their long-lost children. Uh, it's a day of appreciation that started in 1908. was formalized in 1914. We have with us uh, Treon and Sony Mueller, and they have written in the book, Mom Rules. Now, Triana, you have, you both, I understand you both write, um, are contributing writers for Kids Edge magazine and Parenting 2.0. You're a global presence ambassador. That sounds very exciting. And you're a friend of Power, the Power of Mom site, which I've been a friend of since they started.
9: Are oh, they fant- fabulous. you will love them.
0: I love them online. And my middle name is obviously Power, my maiden name. So I always thought that they were, that was a pretty cool name. Okay, so we're talking about your rules, and let's start by asking about your mothers. We all come from a mother, and maybe who wants to go first to talk about their mother? <laughs> we're pointing at each <laughs> so other. he's like, no, not me. Okay.
9: <laughs> go ahead. I'll go. Um, so I was born and raised in South Africa. and um,
0: Oh, and by the way, if you want a book, you just heard where he's from, South Africa, call 855-CHAT-BYU. And you can have your free copy. Okay, Excellent. go ahead. Raised in South Africa.
9: Raised in South Africa. Um, I tell people I was born and raised, bred and fed. And um, I was raised by a single mother. My father left when I was seven. And I just had a, a younger brother. So there wasn't many of us. But she struggled. It was, it was hard. We were very poor. Um, she struggled with, with to find work. And we lived in poor parts of South Africa. But part of the motivation in writing this book was – when she was just 43, a very young age, she died of breast cancer and um, leaving my brother and I. And it's, I've always wanted to give back to, to help other moms that have the same challenges with breast cancer so that hopefully they don't have to go through that experience. Their children don't have to go through that experience. So we actually are donating 40 donating percent of all the money that we make – on, on mom rules, to Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So it's a legitimate foundation. 90% of everything they get goes directly to research.
0: So you can call in and get yours for free, but if you decide you want to buy one or several copies for the moms in your life, you can go where Amazon or...
9: Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, of course, Desert Book, Seagull Book, um, so and, and other great independent books, booksellers everywhere. Um, our book is pretty much distributed... most places
0: that's wonderful and I'm I'm sure you really miss your mom I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said that her saddest mother's day in her entire life was the day she didn't have her mother to call
9: you you know that's a great point I remember talking about being the student body president that should be a great event in someone's life and I was here in America and I love being here now but I I remember winning this election at the university and not having anyone to call because, as you know, my, my dad left, and then my mother passed away. And it was one of the greatest days, but one of the saddest days. But then, of course, when I married my wife. And uh, she hasn't been there to meet my wife and, and meet my children. So, yes, um, be grateful for your mothers, all the listeners out there. Um, love them while while you have them.
0: Oh, thank you. I almost cried, and I never cry on the radio. <laughs> Sony, how about you? How about your mother?
10: Well, I was... Raised by a very traditional family, mom and dad, and as I said, I was the youngest of six siblings. And my mom was really involved in my life and um, a very loving mother, very hands-on, very affectionate. And, um, yeah, she she always encouraged me. I thought I was the best at everything I did. I thought I was the prettiest girl always growing up, which is funny because then as I got married and, you know, went to college and things like that, I remember the day I thought, wow, I'm really not the prettiest girl. But I was totally fine with it. It was just interesting how...
9: Um, you are the prettiest girl.
10: <laughs> <laughs> just, she is really pretty, but I get what you're saying. You, you just, know what I mean? It was your just, mom, you believe what your mom yeah, said. Yeah, I just believed because I was told that, you know, going up, oh, you're so pretty and you're so talented. And now I'm an adult and realize that I'm not the best at everything, but i 'm okay with that because I had that foundation from my mom, so
0: so that was really key to mm-hmm. your success in life, yeah. What was the first mother 's Day gift that you gave your mom? Do you remember oh,
10: I, I just remember every year in elementary school we 'd always make something for our moms, and one I specifically remember it was we did it out of clay and you know put it in the oven and hardened it, and it was an earring back holder. This is something my little <laughs> mind came up with. And so I, I like dug a little hole in this flat, you know, little disc that I made, and that was to place each earring back. Because I must have remembered that her always losing an earring back or something. That's one that just comes to mind. And did she cry? <laughs> did you got Or did she laugh? <laughs> I think she probably said, "Oh, this is beautiful. This is exactly what I need. I love it." I'm sure she said that. Well, it's
0: funny about those gifts because I made those for my mother. Right, the same, you know, handprint and the mm-hmm. ceramics and and the one carn, you know, one mangled carnation on the doorstep right. for Mother's Day. The ones my kids give me, those are my favorite. But they check. My kids will come into my office and they'll look: is that pencil holder still oh, there? Yes. You know, is that picture I painted <laughs> for you still there? And I have to leave them out.
10: Yes, they do. <laughs> no matter check. how they look. Oh yeah, they check. Mine do the same thing.
0: What do you think happens to kids when they get, you know? Beyond their teens, Mother's Day isn't as important. What What do you think happens? They stop making ceramic vases after a nineteen right, right.
10: right. Well, when when you're a kid in elementary school, you've got your teachers saying, "Okay, we're going to make this for our moms and things like that." And as kids get older, they become teenagers. World, you know, the world starts to revolve around them, and they're so worried about their own problems and their friends. And I think it, it just gets so much easier for them to be involved in their own world rather than looking to their mom.
0: So they become more independent of mom. right? And so how did, you know, you're not that stage yet, obviously. Um, I know for me, my, my daughter still remembers me, but I think back to my mom with 16 kids. I mean, 16, six kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> she, she didn't, um, I see now that she's, my, my father's passed away and all the kids are gone and she has great grandchildren. Mother's Day is a lonely day for her all of the children don't call.
10: Oh yeah. It can be. It can be a really sad day and hard day for a lot of women out there.
0: So with mom rules, did you get some stories from people that were, you know, interesting about being a mother? I mean, it's the hardest job I think I've ever done. I had no idea how difficult it was. Mm -hmm. And I I was the oldest of six kids, so I thought I had an idea, which is why I waited so long to have children, (laughs) because it was so hard. But you know, what What did you – when you were interviewing these people about Mom Rules book, what did you hear from them?
9: We got some really funny stories, um, some serious ones as well. But um, one that I that comes to, to my mind is – it's actually rule number 82. It's a lost rule in the book. And it's if you cannot find a rule, then be creative. And um, this one gal that, that I used to actually dance on the ballroom dance team with, she, she told me about this experience. She said – one day, her siblings and her were all bickering and fighting as, as kids do, and her mom was so frustrated, she just stormed out the room. And when she came back in, she had this huge stuffed animal, I mean a life-size big one. And she said, from now on, if you upset and you want to hit someone or you want to scratch someone or you want to yell at someone, you hit the bear. And she started whacking this bear getting out of her frustrations, <laughs> and she was just b- being creative in the moment and but it, it alleviated the moment and actually caused them to focus their attention on the bear instead of their siblings
0: Great idea, I love that that 's mm-hmm. creative. <laughs> I wonder if that 's too late for me <laughs>
9: <laughs> probably not. <laughs>
0: What about, um, you know, I th- I think it's really interesting, you, Trion you were in the South African Army. And I, I know this is a switch, but so you weren't raised in the United States.
9: No. I, was, uh, I lived in South Africa until I was 22 and then came over to college here.
0: So you've had an interesting life and you didn't have a father figure in your life. I did not. does have, How's that been in your marriage? Have you seen a difference? Or?
9: Yes. <laughs>
10: <laughs> it's been hard. It's been really hard because I like I said I was raised in a traditional family I had a very hands-on father who was very I was the youngest of six so by the time I came around he was very patient and so I always has a, have expected him to kind of be like my father was with me but he never had that example so he's kind of trying to figure everything out on his own and I think uh, also watching you know people that we look up to around the neighborhood or just people he works with looking up to them and see how they handle situations, how they are with their kid, kids and so.
9: I've had father figures that I've looked up to.
10: So, and your mother, but your mother was the
0: key yes. provider in your home.
9: She did everything. She was uh, stable. Now, she, she was also, um, she also struggled with alcoholism, but that's another story. <laughs> she was uh, still a very good mother despite that weakness. And, um, but it was challenging for her.
0: So with your mother, do you remember your first Mother's Day gift or any of the Mother's Day gifts for her?
9: You know, I don't remember celebrating a single Mother's Day, I'm ashamed to say. But then again— It's a different time. It's a different time and a different culture. Yeah. Um, not as commercialized, it's maybe. definitely not, no. I, I, I wish I had. You know, I look back and there's certain regrets I have. And one, one of them is just not, like I said before, not treating her or loving her as much as I, 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 I could. Yeah,
0: yeah. What about your wife? Let's oh. tell what's, what? Do you remember Mother's Day gifts for her? Mm-hmm. Or what is she like? like she and said, do you do it or does the, do the kids? Do you encourage the kids? I think everyone wants to know the answer to this. Is it the dad's job to make sure the mothers have Mother's Day gifts or is it the children's?
9: No, it's the kids. I think the teenagers can pitch in later. But um, I think if the dad doesn't take the lead. It's very hard for the, the kids to take, take over. I think the dads can involve the kids and should involve the kids. But it's the dad's responsibility to make Mother's Day as great as possible, and that includes breakfast in bed that's kind of a tradition for us. We do breakfast in the bed anything she wants um then we surprise her with with gifts and she doesn't do anything that day. no work, no dishes, no food. We try and make it um we try and make it as stress free as possible
0: so does that mean you end
10: up doing dishes uh, after they and cleaning up the kitchen afterwards or oh, I always end up doing something and usually it's because. <laughs> Myself, I should just force myself to sit down, but a lot of times I just can't stand it. If you know something's not getting done, I'll end up doing it. But see, we can't, yeah, we can't stop.
0: What if you could pick the perfect Mother's
10: Day? Would it be on a Sunday? Hmm, I've never thought about that before. I like it on Sunday, I do like it on Sunday because everybody's home, nobody has to be anywhere, there's nothing that has to be done. So it can be a day where my kids just you know are with me. And we're together as a family and hopefully not fighting the kids, you know? So, and <laughs> the bear out in case. Right. <laughs> I know for me, I love to have
0: um, that day as well because I get to pick everything. Like, mm-hmm. I get, I'm in charge of the remote control. Now, when does that ever happen? Right. <laughs> Never. You know, I get to, if I say I want to go for a walk and you all must come with me, every other Sunday they complain, but on Mother's Day they get up walk outside <laughs> it's wonderful that is good great for idea. you for taking control yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you think moms are being controlled the entire year but it's so not true nope i just don't but think, I think you
9: true. get tired i mean i just see my wife asking and the kids or myself to do things and after a while i'm sure it becomes annoying
0: well, yeah, it does. Now, listen, if you want to copy of this, but because it's clever, it's witty, it's funny, it makes you think, you can get a copy of Mom Rules if you call 855-CHAT-BYU. That's 855-242-8298. Um, I think that um, Mother's Day, it should be every day, really. I mean, we do, we do sacrifice a lot. So tell us some more about some of the stories or some of the rules. Um, and I think we're getting close to time, but why don't we do one more story okay. or one more rule? good story. One of your favorites
9: Well um, (laughs) We have so many favorites It's like trying to pick a favorite kid You don't have one Right So um, I picked up one here Just rule 10 Don't be afraid to use bribery Uh, With kids Bribery is not a bad thing Uh, For example Our little four year old She um, Didn't want to give up her Diaper or I mean a binky It was a binky Mm -hmm. A pacifier (laughs) And so we took her to a store And said Look at all these beautiful princess dresses you can pick anyone you want if you hand over the, the binky. And it wasn't that day that she did it. But when she did, we took her back and she got her dress.
0: Wow. Great. <laughs> I think a lot of people listening are like, ah, that works. I'm going to use that. <laughs> so we, we've we got to go to a, a break. But we have with us Sony and Trion Mueller. And we'll be back to talk with more about them more about mom rules. And you can also call in for your book at 855-CHAT-BYU. We'll be back with the Mount Tansen Show with more. Thanks.
1: KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo.
8: International affairs can affect our daily lives far more than we realize. Gain detailed knowledge of world events by attending lectures from the Kennedy Center here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Kennedy Center will keep you current with solutions to the most pressing worldwide concerns suggested by top scholars from BYU and abroad. Tune in weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern for Notes from the Kennedy Center.
1: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The man suspected of kidnapping the three Cleveland women who were rescued yesterday has now been charged. Ariel Castro is facing four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape. After their rescue, all three women are physically doing well and are re- returning to their homes today. Former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford has successfully completed a political comeback, winning a hard-fought seat in the House yesterday. An extramarital sex scandal had previously tarnished his reputation. 17 Air Force officers have been suspended after receiving a D-grade for a nuclear launch operations systems test. The unprecedented failure and minimum 60-day suspension is the most expansive in Air Force history. After a long and highly public case, an Arizona jury has found Jodi Arias guilty of first-degree murder. Arias claims she was defending herself when she shot and killed her boyfriend in the shower. New government data shows hospitals across the nation charge vastly different amounts for the same procedures. The price of some surgeries is spiking 10 to 20 times over what Medicare normally reimburses. In world news, a few months might not be long enough to cash in $50 million worth of diamonds. Police in Europe have arrested 31 men in several countries in relation to the massive February diamond heist at the Brussels International Airport. Rescue workers say six people have died and three more are missing at an Italian port after a ship crashed into a control tower. Thirteen people were in the tower when it collapsed into the sea. U.S. and Russian officials are now pushing for peace talks between the Syrian rebels and the Assad regime. However, rebel leaders are skeptical and say they will not accept any resolution leaving Assad in power. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Kim Power Stilson, filling in for Matt, who is out of town. We are talking about Mother's Day on this show today. We have with us Sony and Treon Mueller. They are the authors of the book Mom Rules. And they have written short stories and contributed to several websites and blogs, etc., and magazines. And they have put together a great book that's fun about um, some rules that mom should know. Now, there's three parts in it. Right? The first part is what mom, mom should know, what mom should say, and then what moms should do. So, again, you interviewed women, mothers, and asked them for their advice. Now, Sony, five kids, mm-hmm. and you come from a family with six siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you definitely probably called upon some of your experiences um, in your home, you know, growing up for this. Mm hmm. So what are some of the favorites? I, I, I found some that I like, but I'm interested. What, what do you like? I love this one that's Rule 46 saying, get used to saying, go look again. <laughs>
10: <laughs> we do that about 30 times a day at our house. I don't know what it is. Just kids. They're either just in such a rush to go back outside and play or get back to the Garage TV or go out with their friends, whatever it is. So when they're looking for their shoe, have you seen my backpack or my shoe? Uh, go look in there. They come back, it's not there, I looked everywhere. (laughs) And then I'll go walk in there and it's right there, you know. So we do that that. frustrating? Uh,
0: All day, yeah. My kids are older and I still do it. And I'm like, go look again. And if I come back and we find it, then there are some consequences. (laughs) And the whole time I'm thinking, what are the consequences? (laughs) That's exactly what I say. Exactly. What about um, kids teasing you? I don't know if you put any rules in your book about that, but my kids love to tease me. Um. that makes me crazy. I think mothers oh, should does. be treated with respect,
10: right? And he's a teaser. <laughs> I'm not a teaser, so, but he's the teaser, and so he teases the kids, and they tease him back. They don't really tease with me because, I guess they don't think I'm as fun.
0: But yeah, my father came home from work. He took off his shoes, put his feet up. You know, had the newspaper. We weren't to bother him.
10: Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't. You know, what, what was your father like? Was he like that?
10: Uh, no, he he was the same. He would, I you know, he'd come get me. We'd go for hikes or walks or. Yeah, and what was and what was your mom like? She was. She, like? Um, she was just oh, every time you'd come home, and she's still the same way. Trian will vouch. She, every time you go, how are you? What's going on in your life? Tell me everything that's going. on. Are you okay? You know, she just wants to know everything and make sure everything's okay, and wants to hear everything. And which you know,
0: which you would can be love. annoying when you're a teenager.
9: You, you love <laughs> and you don't love as an in law.
0: <laughs> I bet it was shocking to come into a different type of home. It was you.
9: very shocking. I, mean, I didn't come from any type of traditional family whatsoever. And coming to this wonderful, just grounded, traditional, functional family was just amazing.
0: What about, um, what about rules at your you – know, we have technology. I know that I sat at a dinner table once and my kids were all texting, all of them.
9: Oh, you got a rule for that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Rule 53, if the technology doesn't include your kids, put it away. Okay. And uh, a lot of times I come, you know parents or dads or moms will come home and they 'll pull out the phone or the tablet or they 'll put on the compu- or the computer or the TV. Um, this is the thing you're, you're only, especially as dads if, or moms that are working moms, you come home and you only can mm-hmm. see your kids for a few hours before they go to bed. You spend more time with your work friends than you right. do with your family. so use that time to really be with them, be present with them, find out, talk to them, and as soon as you pull out a phone, you automatically put up a wall. That says, I'm more interested in this than I am you. So, this is very key for a healthy relationship with your children, with your mother or a father.
10: And if you have this book laying around the house like we do, if dad comes home and gets out his phone and starts doing something, <laughs> kids will say, Dad, you're not following the rule, put your phone away. So they'll catch you.
0: So this is a great <laughs> gift, really. And again, I think we have some left. I and mean, we they're going fast. So get your dialing fingers out and call 855-CHAT-BYU, 855-242-8298. This would be a great book. I think that the kids would use this as a weapon against you.
9: They do. They sit down they with do. it. And they open it up. And they, the kids will read it to you. And they say, oh, you're not very, doing very good at this.
10: They'll, they'll laugh. Yeah, they laugh about it. <laughs> Mom. I love this rule,
0: 60. Uh, capture the memories. Now, I had a period in my life where I forgot to take photos. I was so busy being a mom. Mm-hmm. My husband's a policeman, so I, he worked long shifts, and
10: I forgot to take photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they wonder where they are. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of where I am right now. Mm. That's totally where I am. I just get so in the busyness, and every day every day, funny, cute things are happening, but you don't notice it because it's every day, and you're just busy. And i i'll look back i know i will and be like oh that was so cute why didn't i capture
9: that but you're not doing a bad job of it honey and this is what we say most of us have cameras in our pockets it's our phones and it's easier to capture memories nowadays nowadays than ever before oh, and yeah. then to just literally um publish it as a book a picture book mm-hmm. directly from your album it's so easy nowadays to do this and it's just a matter of being aware sony just took some video the other day of uh, kids doing some funny things. And those are good things to do.
0: Well, and I, what I thought of doing is I assigned my daughter to be the photographer. I spoke at prom the other day and I, I thought I'm just going to be too busy and too nervous. So I signed her to do it. And she took excellent pictures and was proud of the fact that she could help my mom, you know, her mom. That's
10: great. That's a great idea. Yeah. We should do that. At Put our that house. on next
0: edition, right? That's rule fantastic. number 83. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't take kids. the pictures and point them. Uh, point someone. Okay, let's talk about what moms uh, should say. I think these are interesting. We've got Rule 31 and 32 uh rule 31 is learn when to say nothing at all and 32 is if you don't know then say i don't know can you talk about those rules
9: i'll start with one um this is also a dad rule by the way this, dad rule 31 is also learn when to say nothing at all and uh, this is key this is a principle that i learned i work at um, franklin covey you know the people that the seven habits of highly effective people and one of the habits is seek first to understand then to be understood And it's so true that if you can listen and truly listen, sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just restate back what you're hearing. And you find your child will be the one that is opening up. But when you are starting to prescribe or judge or um, provide insight that you think is important, it might not be what they need.
0: That makes sense.
10: Listen. Mm -hmm. So what about the next one? Um, Okay. Were you talking about 32? Yes. This one, um, this one was was one that my parents were really good at, and you know how kids are—they're always asking questions. And I was always because I thought my dad knew everything. I still think my dad knows everything. If we have a question about something, well, I was like, let's just call my dad. And um, but as a kid growing up, um, he—if he didn't know, which I felt was never—but if he did, he'd say, "I don't know. Let's look it up," or. Um, and we always had the good old encyclopedias and we'd go get it out. And because he loved to learn and he still loves learning and he loves history. And so I have this love of that because of him. But now I am able to easily say to my kids, I don't know, let's look it up.
9: The opposite of that is a dad or mom that thinks they know it all and will give the bogus answers.
10: Yeah, I've done
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know what to say, you know. Yep. So don't say anything at all. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is a great book for for parents, both mom, mom rules. And I know you both have books that you've written separately. Um, I love those. And can we find where can we find those online?
9: So if you go to uh, rules for families or rules for moms dot com. So rules for families. It's a number four or F O R rules for families dot com mm. or rules for uh, you can find both Dad Rules and Mom Rules there. Both are also available on Amazon.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com, at your uh, Desert Book, Seagull Book, and other independent bookstores. Barnes and Noble. So you can find both Mom and Dad Rules, pretty much. And anywhere.
0: it's also available as an ebook too.
9: It is available as an ebook. That is correct. Both of them.
0: Well, I'm glad you wrote this because it will make me laugh and cry, mm-hmm. and probably leave me with a little, a few regrets, right? But I I think that one of the things we can do as parents is teach them how to treat future generations of mothers and fathers. Absolutely. And that's what you're doing with this book. I love it. Thank you. So we had, again, here on the Matt Townsend Show, we've had Mom Rules, and it's Sony and Treon Mueller. And you can find their book, like they said, at the website
9: rulesforfamilies.com
0: and if you if you want to call in there might be a book or two left 855-CHAT-BYU thank you so much for being here and happy Mother's Day early to you and your mom and give your dad a hug for me I like him I will (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you so much we'll be right back with more of the Matt Townsend Show after this
7: A new way to get an injection, not from one needle, but from hundreds, maybe thousands. And it won't hurt.
8: This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future.
7: Maybe you're one of those people who are afraid of getting a shot at the doctor's office. We have some good news for you. Maybe. Maybe. It's a new way to deliver medicines to the body, but instead of one large needle, it's more like a miniaturized bed of nails, hundreds, perhaps thousands of microscopic nanoneedles with a tailored payload of medicine. Researchers at North Carolina State University created the new device by growing nanofibers of carbon on an aluminum base, embedding them in a flexible membrane and etching away the base material. What remains after the base is etched away is something like a flexible carpet or sheet of tiny hypodermics. Coating these tiny spikes with customized medicines, the membrane could be run into tight spaces and expanded to embed the medicine directly into cell walls of the brain or other organs with high precision. These nano-injectors might someday become a replacement for hypodermic vaccinations. Instead of a shot, imagine getting a bandage-like sticker to wear on your arm with hundreds of needles so tiny, your skin nerves can't even feel them. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Ravino.
8: Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us.
0: And welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Kim Power Stilson filling in for Matt, and we are talking about Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming soon. And and do you know the origins of Mother's Day? And Merritt and Madison are going to talk about that now.
2: I know. Merritt and Madison almost like MMs. Isn't that funny? All right. So, yeah, you know, as you were talking earlier about the origin of mother's day in the u.s it was started by um what was her name again anna jarvis anna jarvis and so she started pretty early on but there were actually a lot of other places in the world that celebrate mother's day for their own individual reasons um one that i thought was really cool was in bolivia um it's on the 27th of may and it's called el dia de la madre boliviana and um I don't know if that Impressive. was pronounced right. Was beautiful. I <laughs> <That> wanna <my laughs> <attempt>. go there. <laughs> it sounded cool. All right, there we go. <laughs> and so it actually commemorates the Battle of La Cornea and it was during the Bolivian War of Independence. Now the reason why is because there were some women that were fighting for the country's independence and but they were um, killed by the Spanish army. So it's to honor those women who fought and um, who died and also as a way of remembering the importance of women in their lives. Wow. Yeah, I know. Powerful. It's pretty, pretty It's a whole impressive. new edge to Mother's Day. I know because, you know, first it's like, oh, yes, just to honor, you know, but now, I mean, that's a- Yeah, forget whole... the roses.
0: You need to give her a sword.
2: <laughs> there you go. No, just that's, that's really wonderful and such an inspiring story. Um, some other ones are like in France. Um, it was kind of started around the turn of the century for the 1900s and they gave in France specifically, the mothers that had nine children were given this award that was recognizing high maternal merit. And I'm not going to attempt cause I do not have a French accent <laughs> that ready, but, um, I don't know. Do you? Merit? <laughs> maternal merit. I love Hot it. Materna- yeah. Not even going to try. So, <laughs> but yeah. And so it just kind of, they were, it was kind of the depopulation of France because, you know, they, you know, at that time. And so they're like, okay, you know, moms have a lot of kids. Here you go. And it was kind of started in this thing, but it now has become a celebration of motherhood. And, um, also in Germany, it's called, uh, and In the 1920s, Germany had the lowest birth rate in Europe because at that time, Germany was going through an economic depression. And so it was just kind of a similar thing to France. They, you know, gave it was actually a cross that's, yeah, Kruz and it's. It was depending on the number of children that a mother had. So the
0: more, the merrier type of thing. Pretty much, yeah. An- incentivizing women to have more children. There you to go. To repopulate Germany.
2: Yep. And okay. there was a lot of things, you know, with the Nazi government, because that's kind of the rise, which isn't the best. But, I mean, they still celebrate it today. And I actually have um, a family that I stayed with in Germany. And so I will be Skyping with them to celebrate their Muttertag. So it's kind and of And that's fun. in May as well? Uh-huh. That is in May. And I believe...
0: It is actually a similar... Yep, it's the same day. So this Sunday nice. I'm probably I had this. two German exchange students. I hope they... I was their mom for a year. They better be calling me then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so in some other ones in Indonesia,
2: they celebrate it on the 22nd of December. And it is a holiday because it is the... Uh, it was originally started in 1953 on the 25th anniversary of the Indonesian Women's Congress. So they had this entire Congress um, just made up of women on how to improve the condition of the nation because their thoughts were, you know, mothers are the heart of the home. Why? What's better than to bring them into politics and to get their opinion on what would be the best? And so that is how they honor their women on that day. And I think that's really cool. I mean, he would think of it in a place like Indonesia, right? Yeah,
10: fabulous.
2: Also in Iran, they have... A day. It's on the 20th of a uh, name, I cannot say, and because they have their own calendar, the Islamic calendar. And it is on the birthday anniversary of Fatima, which is Muhammad's only daughter. So, you know, just to kind of commemorate certain things in their religious background. That's so interesting. You wouldn't know. I love that
0: we're learning things that you wouldn't know.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, in Israel, they actually have one that it traditionally falls between the 30th of January and the 1st of March. It is the anniversary of the day that Henrietta Szold died. And she was a lady who started of kind of a foundation and was trying to bring children uh, from... Germany under the Nazi regime and was trying to bring them back to Israel to save them. So even though she had no biological children, she had kind of taken these children under her wing. So to celebrate her life in Israel, they have
0: like a Mother that. Teresa thing.
2: Uh huh. Yep. Very similar. Um, another one is they actually in the Netherlands area, you know, and also Norway, kind of northern Europe. They also have Mother's Day, and that it said that they actually just wanted, you know, to celebrate the mother, and they gave Mother's Day cakes and were gifted at hospitals and also to the Dutch Queen and stuff like that.
0: Now, my mom is from Scandinavia, and so mothers were given a cake in my family, on my mom's side. Yeah, isn't that really cool how
2: they're able to bring that back? And I think that's really cool and just kind of, you
0: know, see the... Do they get to eat it themselves, or do they have to share? That's what I want to know.
2: (laughs) You know, I bet that if they wanted to eat them by themselves, they could say that. (laughs) real
0: moms would share.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then also in Nepal, there is a festival equivalent to Mother's Day called Mata Turta Onsi. Okay, (laughs) I should just stop attempting to say these things in a language that I do not speak. But um, it's also in the lunar calendar year, and... It's just to celebrate mothers. It's kind of in their culture to do this, to honor mothers with their religion. And they also um, honor mothers who have died, and they go on a pilgrimage to these ponds. And they, they go, they pay respect to their dead, and it's really cool. Apparently, there's a story of this shepherd who went there, and he saw the face of his mother in the water when he was taking her offerings. And so people go there as, you know, kind of a respect and hope of seeing their loved ones again, but also in the pond. exactly. Lovely. Yep. The mirror in their face. And so I think that's something that's really, really cool. And just also um, for in Russia, they've kind of instituted an international women's day. And this has kind of gone to many of the East Bloc countries. It was actually celebrated in our office. We had a boy who lived in Poland, yeah, or what was, yeah, I think it was Poland, uh, for two years. And so on International Women's Day, he brought in, like, this full thing of yellow roses and to each lady in the office, he gave them a yellow rose to celebrate and be like, I appreciate you. But um, that was kind of the communist version of Mother's Day. And I'm not quite sure what day it falls on. It was kind of like in the early... It doesn't say quite right here, but I'm sure that there's an official day. But it's really cool to see in all the different places, all the different things. And actually, you said, you mentioned that you were a dual citizen in the UK, correct? That's right. Have you heard of Mothering
0: Sunday? Yes. Would you yes. like to talk about that? Well, I don't, I don't remember much, but I remember on Mothering Sunday that we um, we prepared baskets to give to... Families that had working mothers, or families that needed some food, and I remember we had um, uh, what's it's burning? It's the burning pudding, the the pudding where they set it on fire and you bite into it, plum pudding, and you get a coin if you get a coin that you're lucky. And I remember having that on that day. But my uncle, my uncle Len would make it instead of my aunt Kit, and he. He just like threw dollar bills in, and it got all smushy, and he was like, "You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't quite work out, right?" But I remember oh, that was funny. a big deal when I was a little girl.
2: Yeah, it is very big. It's definitely separate from yes, yeah, from the American Mother's Day. Uh, when is it? Is it like in the summer? It says the tenth of March. It says it falls oh. on the fourth Sunday of Lent, and so yeah, that's what. And it they were all Roman big.
0: Catholics, so that that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That yeah, sense. and
2: so yeah, just as a time to show appreciation
0: to one's mother. And so I In think Scotland, that's... it's a big deal, and often they buy they buy their mom's hats, oh. new hat, a new hat. So their gift instead of flowers or chocolate would be a brand new hat, which are very big still in the UK. Hats on for weddings and special occasions. I have several that I wear to those events.
2: Oh, fun! And like Easter, you know, I think that's kind of what used to be common anymore in the '60s. Like you'd yeah. wear a nice hat to Easter Sunday church.
0: And now you don't see that very much. But I'd love yeah. for that tradition to come back. I look good in hats, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I like this. We should yeah. bring this back into vogue. <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of our little reflection on the world. And so that's kind of more the origins. And Merritt actually found some things, some more the statistics within the different countries. Yeah, so something
5: interesting is that the most the country that spends the most on Mother's Day is Brazil. And they spend an average... This year, it's projected that they'll spend an average of $171 on their mothers for Mother's Day.
0: Nice. Now,
2: I actually i am wondering about this. I wonder if that's 171 of their dollars or American dollars because it's like three of their dollars, something similar to that, to one of ours. But either way, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. I yeah. would assume that it's been converted, but...
5: Yeah, that's an interesting fact. That's
0: a big box of chocolate. Yeah.
5: And in fact, in both Mother's in both Brazil and the US, Mother's Day is the holiday that has the most spending. So right behind Christmas. Christmas gets number one for how much money people throw at it. But Mother's Day is actually second, which is interesting to me. I don't I didn't so, grow up with a lot of gifts
2: for Mother's Day, so I wouldn't have suspected that.
0: Yeah, number two, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm actually surprised it's not Valentine's Day. Yeah, for
0: Brazil. They're passionate yeah. people. But they love their mothers. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's Maybe great. Maybe I'm going to get a Brazilian exchange student instead. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. So another interesting thing is that, um, for example, in Austria, but I'm assuming this is true in most places, that um, 73% of Austrian sons will, will give their mother a present, but only about half of their daughters
2: will. And why is that? I yeah, I was trying to figure that one out. You know, I bet it's because in Austrian culture they really honor their mothers. You know, Austria is a wonderful beautiful place to visit and um, I'm sure to live. I just have only visited. But um they have a, they are very strong in their respect for women. And so I think that's especially for the sons to recognize how much of an impact their mothers have had in their lives. And so that's how they show their respect by giving them a gift.
0: I think that's really cool. Well, my my cousin uh, was a missionary for her church in um, Austria. And um I I'll have to ask her but she said it was very different. The Mother's Day wasn't at all the same. So maybe that's why. So maybe the mothers are the daughters are potential mothers so they don't ha- they can't be bothered. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um
5: another interesting thing is that in all of in almost all the countries listed here, Mother's Day has significantly Higher numbers for how much people spend on Mother's Day or rather than Father's Day. For example, um, in the United States, there's an average of 144 dollars spent per family on Mother's Day, but then that's only 82 dollars for Father's Day. Because you can't
0: buy them anything. I mean, pen, <laughs> comb, tie. I know
5: you give my dad an of G two pens, and he's like happy for weeks. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Um, Except in France. France has about even numbers on spending. What are their their numbers? Which is interesting. Um, They have the same same spending Uh, for both Fathers and Mother's Day, which is an interesting thing. I think it's probably a good idea. Um, Some other interesting facts. In Japan, you give your mother a red carnation for Mother's Day to respect her. uh, I
0: remember that.
2: Yeah. You know, also what's interesting is the color red in Asian culture symbolizes life. It's actually... um, way back in the ancient chinese and asian cultures uh, offer weddings they would wear red instead of white because white was a symbol of death of purity and so they'd have like red wedding dresses so i think that's really cool that they give their mother a red carnation as a sign of you know you've given us this life you know?
0: you just explained this giant dilemma i lived in japan for two years and on mother's day there um All the card envelopes were red. And I'm like, where's the pink? Where's the white? Where's the yellow? Where's the spring colors? Now I get it. Mother's Day is red for them. It was like Christmas in the card store in Japan on Mother's Day. That's interesting. And they celebrate the American Mother's Day as well as their Mother's Day, which I think is interesting.
5: That is cool. Why not? More days to the year. (laughs) Um, Some other cool numbers. 30 million cards are sent in the U.K. for Mother's Day. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of cards going around. Are they giving
0: them like three each? Or
5: <laughs> I mean, that's that is a lot. It's, terribly so it's big kind of over small, there. yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of the most popular gifts we've talked about this a lot, but sleep was one that came up on, on ours that my out of a one. survey, yeah. In the UK, twenty percent of moms would like to have a nice rest for a gift.
0: Yeah, let me have a book, a little box of chocolates, and exactly. leave me be. Yeah. <laughs>
5: no interruptions. Mom's like, I just want my little. My little sister Ellie not to interrupt me, the dog not to whine at the door, just for a few hours, then I'll be good.
0: <laughs> well, and that is a gift we can give our moms. Just a little extra efforts on our part will make our moms happy for this Mother's Day. All right, well you've been listening to the Matt Townsend Show and we have talked about Mother's Day. And whether your mom is around or not and the other mothers in your life, please remember to give them a big hug and a smile and remember to get them what they want for Mother's Day. And that is a big hug and some appreciation. Matt Townsend has been out of town for a wedding, and we have I've enjoyed filling in for him. He has got a great team here. Thanks for listening to the Matt Townsend show, and we will be back again tomorrow.